Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Oh, I remembered. Fourth of July service. That is in two Sundays. We're going to have our normal service, but we're going to come back here at 6 p.m. If you want to come out, we're going to have fireworks. We're going to have food and uh, fellowship here at the church. Fourth of July Sunday. So that's on the fourth of July Sunday. Amen. 6 p.m. There we go. First Samuel 17. First Samuel 17, good old David and Goliath, a lot to learn uh, from this young man and his fight and faith in God. And no matter how many times you hear the story, the more we go through life, the more we need to be reminded of the simple stories. Most of the battles are not new. We just kind of repeat the same battle in our life. We get weary, we get tired. Dad, you know what I mean? You fight the same stuff every day. At first, you're good. Later on, you just are weary of fighting, so you give up and you give in. 1 Samuel 17, when you find it, uh, if you would stand with me, 1 Samuel 17, verse 20, we're not going to read the whole story of David and Goliath, Um, I'm going to skip here and there, 1 Samuel 17, verse 20, the Bible says, and David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him, Jesse's his father, and he went, uh, came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran to the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion. There came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, when they saw Goliath, they fled from him and were sore afraid. The Bible says our hearts will fail us for fear. It's important to be strong-hearted, men, not to fear. And a lot of times we're not uh, fearful of... Um, Goliath, some, some men love fighting, amen? Uh, but we're fearful of things that make us back away from God, cause us to miss church, cause us to miss our Bible reading. And those little things oftentimes uh, will be the champion that the devil sends in your life to get the victory. Let's open in prayer. Father, I pray you help uh, us now, Lord, as we look in your word, the perfect law of liberty, the mirror Lord, of our soul, I pray, Lord, that we would see and look in it now and see the issues we have with our own selves. Lord, not, uh, Father, that we may feel as though we're incompetent or, Lord, that would just hurt us more, but, Lord, that you may uh, be able to judge us properly, that we can get the help we need, Father, instead of just continue to overlook our true issues and keep going on hurting inside and nothing ever getting done. Lord, and we settle for less in this life when you have greater things for us. 
I pray, O oh God, you use your word now. Let it infiltrate the deepest parts of our belly. May it go forth and not return void unto yourself. May it dissect every part of us and use it, Lord God, to build us up as stronger men in the faith. For the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. 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 You may be seated. The Bible says in Proverbs 11 that the integrity, integrity of the upright shall guide them. The integrity of the upright shall guide them. Uh, there are many times where I bent for the sake of money or bent for the sake of fear away from my stand, away from uh, my integrity that got me to the point where I was at for the sake of something, for the sake of some, fearing man or fearing uh, loss of business or fearing loss of money or fear, whatever the case may be. And I compromised my integrity because of my fear in a simple thing, and it led me into trouble. The Bible says the integrity of the upright shall guide them. And the reason why, why you, you have some uprightness about you is because of your integrity, because your stand. No, I don't allow that in my house. I don't listen to that music. I don't watch those movies. I don't go and hang with that crowd. Uh, I don't go to this, uh, uh, th- this certain store because what they have. And those small things that may, other people may criticize, uh, oh, you, you watch this, but you don't watch that. Listen, that's your personal uh, integrity. It's what keeps you going. It might not keep me going, but it might keep you going. You know, uh, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. You keep your integrity, retain your integrity. Don't give up your integrity for anybody. Let it push you forward, uh, not for your own self-righteousness. Some people will, uh, they have integrity, but it's for their own self-righteousness. It builds their own uh, self up. But it's supposed to build up your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything you do is supposed to edify and lift up the Lord Jesus Christ, not yourself. I'm holier than thou. No, you're not. I'm better than everybody. We don't uh, say those things, but people may assume those things because you have some pride about you and you're not pointing them to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a spirit that comes sometimes with our own integrity, with our own self-righteousness. Uh, it's a spirit of self-righteousness, and it's a, it's a devilish spirit. I mean, you need the spirit of God along with your integrity uh, so that others may see Christ and not you. Amen? And you point them in that way. But the Bible says in Proverbs 11, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. It shall guide them. And it will guide you. It'll keep you from going, it'll keep you from doing, it'll keep you from destroying yourself. But the Bible says, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. The perverseness. There's no end to sin. There's no end of, of, of perverseness of perversion. It escalates, it snowballs. When, when man gets involved with things, it does not end. It doesn't stay at that one thing. When a man uh, gets involved with sin, it doesn't stay at that one sin. It adds and multiplies like bedbugs, like roaches, uh, to the point where you're infested. That's what sin is. It's, it is what it is. Listen, we're all sinners, we're all people here. And that when, when the Bible says, He that as a man, he that loveth pleasure shall be poor. Man, you can't you've given yourselves to pleasure. 
whatever pleases you, you need to be about pleasing the Lord, making Him your number one goal. And the Bible says, when you please the Lord, He'll make it even your enemies be at peace with you. But if you live for yourself, and the world revolves around you, you'll be destroyed, the Bible says. But the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Men, we need integrity today. Fathers, we need integrity. Integrity is completeness or wholeness, unbrokenness. Wherever the devil comes in, wherever he tries to attack, there's some means of defense for that area, whether it be small, whether it be a a two-foot little wall, or a five-foot wall, or a hundred-foot wall, whatever the case may be, there's something there that'll cause the devil to have to climb over or stumble, something that's there. He's always going to get in somehow, some way, because we're just weak. But, but at least you have something there. Retain your integrity. Don't give up your integrity as a man, as a man of God, as a father that is seeking the Lord uh, for the sake of your family, for the sake of your children. You haven't messed up enough for God to be done with you. The devil knows how to kick a man when he's down and make him feel as though he can never get back up. And when a man feels like that, What's the hope of even getting up? But let me say this. God is not through or done with you. Uh, No matter how much you messed up, no matter how bad of a father you may have been or think you've been, you have a heavenly father watching over you who's trying to get you back up. Amen? Amen. So let God be the father to you as you maybe want to be for your children, for your grandchildren, for your great-grandchildren. And you can go out and finish with a, a, a triumph versus a loss. Let your integrity guide you. Have some integrity about you. Don't uh, just go about, uh, go about like the wind and being blown around every way, following your flesh and your lusts. As soon as you get tempted, you fall. As soon as you, uh, uh, somebody comes against you, you, you back out. As soon as some adversity uh, comes your way, you run the other, the opposite. That's not a man. God didn't create a man to be as such. The Bible says God created man in his image. Uh, we have a lot of perversion about us. Every wicked thing is within every single man. All the hatred and murder and lust. and You say, is a man capable of that? We hear of of just instances of men who do such terrible things to people. But you can look inside your own heart. And, and if you can think it, men, if you can think it, you can do it. It's in you. Every wicked thing, the Bible says, is within you already. But thanks be to God that God is our Father. He watches out for His children. He keeps uh, us from going too far. That's His grace. It's like a big old leash. Amen? And thank God for His leash. And his rod uh, will chasten every son whom he receiveth, because he's a good father. And we need our heavenly father more than uh, than ever to watch over us. We need some integrity about us. Uh, We need some strength about us. We need the word of God to surround us, to protect us, not from uh, the enemies without, but our own self. Amen? If we get in our own head and get wrapped up with who we really are, that'll kick us down more than anything. Finding out how much we can't do it, 
how weak we truly are, how depressed we really get. That's just how we are, man, right? But we have a father watching over us. Let him comfort you. Let him uh, grip you up and strengthen you. Let his grace surround you and keep you. Let his joy overwhelm you and his peace overshadow you and his grace abound in your life. Joseph in the Bible had integrity. Job in the word of God had integrity. And we read about these great men. We read about their downfalls also. There's no man clean in this room. Not one of us. For all have sinned, come short of the glory of God. There's no man clean. There's no man that has clean hands in here. Not one of us. You might have uh, one finger dirtier than the other. Some have red paint. Some have blue paint on their hands, but we're all dirty. Not one of us is clean. That's why we're here. People say the church is full of hypocrites. Come and join us. <laughs> Come and join us. That's where we belong. Amen? We need to help. This is not to put on a show. We're here because we're looking to our true and living God, realizing who he is, that he's the only one that can help us. Amen. Jesus said those that are sick know they need the physician. But those that are not sick, those who think they're okay, they'll never get the help they need. They'll never go to who they need to go to which is Jesus, amen? They'll go to the world for psych psychiatric help. They'll go to the doctors. They'll go uh, to the world's methods. And they'll beat around the bush and always come back empty-handed. But those that know they need Christ will get the help they need like this. Daniel had integrity. Stephen had integrity. David had integrity. It was God and God's world Word that built the DNA of these men. They surrounded themselves with the things of God. They had integrity and they stood on God and his word. Perverseness is a fault in your structure. Men, you need uh, to have your hearts directed towards almighty God. Get some strength about you. Get the integrity back. It's something that you can gain back. You say, I lost it. Get it back. Get it back. Get it back and get moving again. We hear of good men that have allowed their flesh and their sin to get the best of them. And these are men who only got caught, right? There's plenty that didn't. There's plenty that it didn't make it to the surface. There's... Uh, I heard a, a good message about sinkholes. A sinkhole uh, is something that appears overnight. You look outside and there's a, a 300-foot diameter sinkhole that swallowed up two houses. Well, it was something that has been occurring for probably decades or years. And eventually it made it to the surface so that everyone can see it. Men, it, you'll be deceived if you believe that you're being eaten away from the inside will not eventually make it to the surface. A sinkhole occurs because it's been undermined from the inside. And the devil knows how to bring a man down. The little things, the little foxes that eat away. 
Man, that's what integrity is for. That's what wisdom is for, godly wisdom. And we need the word of God to get us back. We need the word of God to get into our homes. We need the word of God to get into our workplaces. Amen. You say workplace and, and, and the Lord are two different things. No, it's not. You need, to, you need to be a light where you work. And if they don't accept that light, then you need to go. Shake off the dust of your feet and get out of there because you need to go to somewhere. Let God lead you and, and, and make you a light to wherever you go. So they just keep rejecting it and rejecting it. Keep on preaching. And it gets to the point where they want you to go, then go. Shake off your hands and move and let God make you uh, an, an owner of a company, an executive somewhere else. He'll lift you up if you do his will. But if you back down, then what's the hope? Where's our hope? How great is that darkness? If thine eye be evil, how great, how great is that darkness? Well, then, men, we need, you need to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then glorify God in heaven above. We hear good men backing out, backing down. Where's our men at today? This world is eating away our families. Men, you need to be strong. Strong-hearted, strong in faith, strong in the word of God to stand. If our men fail, the Bible says the glory of children is the fathers. They could have the worst dad ever. They think he's the strongest superhero. Mom, you can never be a father. You can't. You can't be, a, you're a single mother, you can never be a father. Father, you can't be a mother. God ordained two uh, separate positions there. The world expects the moms to be a mother and father. That means they're going to lack in both because they can't be the mother they can, uh, are supposed to be, and they certainly can't be a father. They need a mother, a 100% mom, 100% Father, and we need 100% God. Amen? And no perversion of anything else. And the Bible way works. It always has. You want love in the home, you get the Word of God, you get things moving back the way they are, and you say it's, a, it's too late. It's already destroyed. You give God whatever's left over, and He'll make sense of it. God will work it out. It might not be 100%, but He'll make 100% of what, whatever you give Him. That's our God. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, verse 10, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Man, you ought to learn your breaking points of where you fall. See where you need the help. A strong man uh, is going to look to his weaknesses and say, I need, I need to be strengthened here, Lord. At least pray about it. At least get the grace uh, from God to be able to bear it. God may not take away all your problems. He won't. The Bible says, I will leave enemies in the land that your children may know how to fight. God will always allow enemies to come into your life to make you the man he wants you to be. To show you how great a God he is in your life. If he's taken out everything, then we'll be weak. But God allows things to come into your life so that you can be strong. Strong in him. Don't faint in the day of adversity. Where you faint is your weakest point. Allow God to build that up. The Bible says in Proverbs 19, 
Verse 1, better is the poor that walketh in his integrity. Don't give up your integrity for the sake of riches in this world. Don't do it. Man, we, a lot of times we, we give ourselves, we work for our families, and when we don't see our families because we're working too much. Right. And then there's this uh, fear of, well, I need to provide. I need to give my children better than what I had. I need to do, 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 do. And then by the time you obtain all those things, if you obtain them, your children are old, already older and out of the house, and you're stuck with this big house, boat, and pool that you can't enjoy as a family. of men that I talk to have that same drive. Therefore, it's just in men to do those things. But men, don't uh, give up your integrity for the sake of riches. The Bible says it's better to be poor and have that strength about you in the Lord than to go out and get riches. I've been in rich houses, mansions, very rich houses. I'll tell you what, money doesn't make a home. Money does not make a home. A lot of strife in those homes, houses. A lot of strife, a lot of anger, a lot of turmoil. We need Christ. We need the Word of God in our house. If you, if you uh, have the Lord in your home, the Bible says that He will not forsake, He will not suffer thy soul uh, to, to famish. I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Man, we need to put the Lord first. Allow the Lord to be the husband you can't be. Allow the Lord to provide as you could never provide. Allow the Lord to be the man in your home that you can't be. Put God first. The Bible says in verse 23 of 1 Samuel, And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion. The champion. They called him the champion. His name was Goliath, but they called him the champion. There came up. And there is always, men in our lives, there's always going to be something greater than us that comes up. You're never going to be able to take care of every battle. I'll hear people saying, as long as I can get through this one thing, I'm going to be okay. And you can solve that, and that will be killed off, and then another thing arises. That champion will always sprout up in your life and will be greater than you. There came up a champion, and this champion was of the Philistines. The Philistines in the Bible represents the enemies of God, and he's a champion enemy against you. Man of God, he's a champion enemy against you. How can you fight him? He's greater. He's stronger. He's more powerful. We think we can handle sin sometimes that comes our way or, or pleasures or, 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 or these issues. But you can't. You can't. At least it'll start undermining your integrity. And years later, I've seen many strong men fall. Years later, there's a big old sinkhole. What happened? What happened to so-and-so? Oh, he took off with the cat lady down the street. What? How'd that happen? I have no idea. Stuff happens. Right? Crazy stories. How does it happen? Undermining the integrity, giving up integrity for one thing. Men, you are the strength of the home. 
You represent and take the place of God in the home. You get the strength from God and you give it to your wife and you give it to your children and be the strength in the home that your wife can depend on so that she, as a wise wife, can, can be the woman she can be for Christ and be the a godly mother she can be for the Lord. And your children have a place of refuge from this wicked world. We need godly fathers in our homes. There will always be that one thing, men, in verse 23, there came up. There will always be that one thing that comes up. Always. It will come up. Don't think you can avoid every pitfall, snare, and problem and get rid of them permanently. There will always be that one. We need a champion. They had their champion. Enemies have nothing to lose. They don't. We have everything to lose. We have the blessings of God. Enemies don't have anything to lose. They can rob, steal, cheat, lie, just like the devil. The devil has nothing to lose. We, as God's people, though, have everything to lose. Our testimony, the blessings of God, and we need to fight for it. Fight for it and put God on our side. They had a champion. They have nothing to lose. They'll do everything possible. And and sometimes it may seem good to be on that side. But let me tell you this, that side loses. They have nothing but emptiness. And that's why they conduct themselves the way they do. But we as God's people, we have a lot more. We have the riches and blessings of God. We have a family to fight for. We have the next generation to fight for. We have our kids to fight for to train them up in the Word of God. We have the Word of God, amen, to fight for and live by. We need God's Word held high. We need to let our champion arise. We have our champion, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? They have their champion, Goliath. And when that Goliath comes and rears up his ugly head in your life, men, you let the Lord Jesus Christ come down with his grace and mercy and love and forgiveness and tender care, Uh, who's going to take care of the issues that you're going through. You let your champion come up. You let your champion come down uh, from the throne above to have mercy on you in that hour. We serve the true champion of champions, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let God arise in your life, the champion of champions. The men of Israel let this go for 40 days, the Bible says in verse 16. They were used, they got used to hearing it. They got used to living uh, with Goliath mocking and deriding. Men, don't settle for less. Don't think that you're defeated because it's too strong for you to take care of. Your marriage is, is, is shaky. Don't think you're defeated. There's strength and hope because our champion will come. Their champion has, is nothing compared to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Fathers, stand strong, retain your integrity, and you wait on the Lord, as the Bible says, and you shall be saved. Don't be used to living a defeated life. Don't allow the devil to mock and deride uh, the ways of God in your life. You live for God. You keep on going. The Bible says, wait on the Lord and he shall strengthen thee. Wait on the Lord. He shall sustain thee. Yea, he shall keep thee. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. 
You keep on waiting, and God always will come through. Men are not meant to be beat down. Men are not meant to be pushed back. It changes our character. God has created us in his image. Men, you're not meant to be beat down and pushed back. Men are not meant to, to, to be drifting in life with no goal, just aimlessly. That's not a man. Men are not meant to settle for anything less but being as God's creation and intended for the sole purpose of his honor and glory, strengthened as a father and man that he wants you to be. That's what we're meant for. Men, you have a purpose. There were three groups of men that came to David in the cave. Men who were discontented, men who were in distress, and men who were in debt. Three groups of men. God grouped up all these men. Here you go, David. Here's a bunch of problems. No, God's the problem solver. And God turned those uh, men, those 300 men, into mighty men. Mighty men of God. They didn't allow the problems of life to prevent them from being mighty men of God. And they became mighty men of God. Mighty men for the king. And God wants to do the same thing with you. Don't look at your problems and see that it's over. Look at your champion and know there's hope. Look in verse 34. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. There came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. David seen uh, the lion come and take the lamb. And David went out after him, smote the lion. The lion turned on him. David took him by the beard and then killed him. That's what the Bible says. He had a lion that came and took the sheep. One little lamb. Just one lamb. David, you're going to risk your life for just one thing. David, you're going to give up. Won't you just give up your integrity for that one little thing? No. David was watching. He was aware. He was being circumspectly, the Bible says. Not as fools. Watch ye therefore. Watch circumspectly. It's cautious, knowing that the devil, he's, he's out there as a roaring lion. He walks about seeking whom he may devour. And that one precious thing David didn't allow to be taken. I want to show you that he was watching. Watching as he should. Man, we need to be watching our lives. Don't count your life in vain. You are an asset for the Lord. There is no one in here that is not worth dying for by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Christ died for you. He put the value on you as priceless. And the Bible says because of that, now you can redeem the time because the days are evil. Men, you are worth it. Men, it's worth getting back up. Men, it's worth the continue and start fighting again. David seen that one sheep and he risked his life for that one little sheep. Sometimes you got to walk out of your job. Amen, for the sake of the Lord. 
We have people in the church here. They're going to make me work on Sunday. I quit. You say, well, I'm going to, uh, how, how, how can I do? How, they took my sheep. What am I supposed to do? Go after it. Go after it for the Lord. Take it. Man, whatever's uh, hurting your walk with God, don't let it happen. Because the end thereof, you shall be destroyed. Don't allow a little money, don't allow a boss to keep you from God. Get some integrity about you and keep on going for him. Fight. David held precious even the small things. He was watching always. And when the devil came, he was ready. He was ready. And as soon as the devil walked off with that, he didn't say, oh, it's too late, it's all over. No, he got up, chased the devil down, smote him, got the lion out, devil got back up, David grabbed him by the beard, killed that thing. Killed him. Amen? Proverbs 3, the Bible says, Verse 25, we're going to close. Proverbs 3, 25, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Could you go after the devil? Could you go after a lion that has taken what's precious to you and you're going to come out okay? Yes, you will. In the name of Jesus Christ, you shall be. You'll be safe, for he is our hiding place. He is our rock from the storms. You need to learn how to trust in the Lord and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Men are often scared to make the decisions that are necessary to get those precious things back. Men, don't be fearful. Don't be fearful. Sometimes you're going to have to go out on a limb. Sometimes it's going to feel like you're jumping off a cliff. But when it's for the Lord, he shall sustain thee. He shall strengthen thee. Yea, he shall keep thee. And in the end, you'll be blessed. You do it. That is your position. That is your calling as a man, as a father, to do the things that others can. That's what a strong man does. And by the Lord Jesus Christ in his name, you'll be able to do it. Do the things necessary. Get up. You see that uh, lamb getting taken? Don't say, oh, I got 99 more. No, you go get them. That's yours. That's your family's. Don't allow that Bible reading to be taken. Don't allow that prayer life to be taken. Don't allow the church and the home and the family to be taken. It's not a small thing. The devil takes one, he'll come back for another. Easy pickings till you're just left watching one. We're not built for those things, men. To back out, to back down, to run. We're built to stand. God has given us the ability to be able to stand. And I'll tell you what. When you stand for God, the boldness and power of God indwells you. You start feeling like a man again. When you stand up for your kids for your family, for the Lord, starts feeling like you're a good father again. And all the failures of the past, they'll be forgotten. 
when you do what your purpose is to do, and it's stand for God as a godly father and as a godly man. Don't back down. We're built to serve the Lord. We're built to serve with him. He's our champion. Goliath, let me show you our champion. David had it all right. Start it, as Jesus said, what I show you in secret, that shall you say in light. What you do in secret, I'll award thee openly. David had a special walk with the Lord in secret. What he did with Goliath was nothing. The Bible says he ran to slay him. He didn't jog. The Bible says he ran and hasted. Goliath was taken by surprise. And the Bible says he got that stone and he slung it. He had no sword, although he said he was going to cut his head off. He had no sword. God will provide what you need later on. And when he killed Goliath, David took that big old sword, took care of business, amen? And in the end, he had the victory because our Heavenly Father was with him. Your Heavenly Father, your champion is with you. What do you have to fear? Don't fear. Don't back down. Let's go forward, fathers. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you'll help our dads. They need strength. They need courage. We need it. We need it, Lord. We're full of fear, stress, anxiety. We want to perform, Lord, uh, as our families, as we think they need. But, Lord, we don't need to do any of that. We need to look to you. We need to take care of the precious things. We need to retain our integrity. We need to get integrity back again, get a backbone, get strengthened by you. How can we do anything, Lord, when we're being torn apart on the inside? And then years from now, we'll see a big old sinkhole. And then what can we do? We're worthless. We have no use, no purpose again. But I pray this time around, Lord, you'll sustain us, you'll strengthen us, and bring us back with a fervent walk with you. May all of our dads now look deep down inside and see their need, see where they need that strength. In Jesus' name, amen. God spoke to your heart. Let's all stand. The Lord spoke to your heart, and you uh, need to come down to the altar to ask God for that integrity back. Wherever you fail, the Bible says, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Are you going to settle for small strength? You have a powerful God, a mighty God. Let him strengthen thee. Where do you need to be strengthened? Would you give up your life for him? Would you allow yourself to put down the pleasures of this world and move on for the Lord Jesus Christ? He that taketh the plow and he looketh back is not fit for the kingdom of heaven, the Bible says. We need strong men to go in battle. Fathers, you're not a mother. You're a father. And this is your role. You're not meant to back down. You're not meant to run. You're meant to push forward for the Lord. We need you. We need fathers. We don't need men. We need fathers. We need the strength that a father can bring, is capable of bringing.
You say, I messed up. Listen, God can restore you. He can bring your intended purpose back in your life. He can cause your head to be held up high. If you've been kicked to the curb, he'll get you up. You say, it's impossible. We serve an impossible God. We serve the champion of champions. Let him bring you up. Let him get you back. Let him restore you. Maybe you have a father that's been kicked down, kicked us to the curb. God may use you today to help him up. No matter where he's at. Every dad needs a hand. Every dad needs some strength from an outside source. Our hearts fail us, but God shall strengthen thy heart. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for always being there for us. Your love never fails. Your power never fails. And thank you for being the best father to us all. And I pray we'll have that common ground, Lord, that our goal is not to achieve a certain credential or status in someone else's eyes, but our goal is to get closer to you and allow you to bless our lives again, strengthen us. Lord, I pray that we'll all see the best thing in our life is just to serve you, serve you together as husband and wife, as a whole family, as just an individual. Lord, as David said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us all. Help us bless our fathers today. May we... Uh, Encourage them. Maybe, may we uh, enforce them, Lord. Uh, reinforce. Lord, help them. Strengthen them. Pray for them. I pray for them now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless you. I hope uh, to see you Wednesday. Remember, we have Wednesday night service at 7. Come out Wednesday. We have our fellowship on Wednesday, this Wednesday. And remember, next Sunday is our Carnival Sunday. So come on out, bring the kids, the neighbor kids, and uh, any kids you can think of, amen, try to get them out, amen. God bless you.